Welcome to the Totally 90s Podcast. Were you just a girl who wore her pager on her hip? Or did you make sure to own a juicy couture velour? Well, chances are you also imagined yourself enjoying a hamburger at the max and rolled your eyes when Valerie Malone opened the peach pit after dark. And don't even get us started on the Christina and Brittany rivalry. We are two besties who were born in the 80s but grew up in the 90s. Explore and reminisce with us as we dive into one of the best decades from our perspective. Come with us on our 90s fantastic voyage. Oh yeah! Hey guys, welcome back to the Totally 90s podcast, where two besties talk about all things 90s all the time. My name is Steph, and here with me is the most beautiful, what's your name? Oh, Stephanie, (laughs) that's you. (laughs) Justine. Hi, Steph. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I am ready for today or tonight, whatever you want to call it. I'm waiting for tonight. Oh my God. I just, I'm for real. I'm so excited for you because, okay. So we're just going to here, you you take it over for a bit and then I'll say my little spiel. Anything. Oh my God. I was so excited. Well, yes, I'm very excited. A la Jesse Spano. We were just talking about her. So that's what (laughs) came to mind. (laughs) So welcome you all to the first installment of another new series or I'm going to call it a tree branch, if you will, of the Totally 90s podcast. And it's called 90s Crime Talk with Steph. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, 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 uh. We need some music that we could cue in here. I know. If I could have the Law and Order music queued up and ready, I would. But uh, I'll tell you after what happened. But yes, so (laughs) pretend that you heard the the SVU. Mm-hmm. And so we've talked about this before, but I am a huge, huge, huge true crime fan. Okay. Mm-hmm. I love it all. I love relaxing at night, watching a murderous uh, true crime documentary right before bed. It really like soothes me. And um, as we all <laughs> it doesn't know, give you nightmares. <laughs> sometimes it does. I'm not going to lie. Like it's, I'll have some crazy dreams, but I, I just, it's a way to relax. And Angel will fall asleep like a baby. Like it lulls her to sleep. This murder. So I don't know what that says, but like we (laughs) we love it. We're relaxed. We love it. And you know that we are huge fans of the 90s. So we thought what better way to marry the two than this true crime installment called 90s Crime Talk. So I'm so excited. We had such a blast talking about um, the Polly Class case. It was, it was, I mean, I don't want to say it was a blast, but like just learning a little bit more about her, the law and everything. And it was so close to home. Um, Mm -hmm. I I was like, you know, I really would like to do this again. So I, I, I'm so excited. Yay. (laughs) And this is your, like, like you said, this is your forte. It really is. I mean, you are the epitome of research, um, crime. Like anytime I talk to Steph, you always with never, it never fails. You always mention (laughs) law and order all the time. (laughs) Like you live and breathe. Is that what it is? Live and breathe. Yes. Law and order. And I love it because I have never seen law and order (gasps) ever. (laughs) But, you know, like with me, I love stuff like this too. I love, you know, 
crime. I mean, I, I don't really watch crime shows, but I like crime stories and hearing different accounts. And I really, really, really have become invested in these stories. Like that's what I enjoyed about the poly class one that we did was because there's all the little tiny pieces of information that when you see it, it's like any other news brief. When you hear it and you see it on the news, you're not getting the full story. So when you actually get to hear all the little details that lead up to, you know, someone being arrested or convicted, whatever, it kind it's kind of crazy. Like, like I'm going to say it, you go down a rabbit hole <laughs> and, and it's insane. All the things that lead up to these things or learning about the people when they were younger and how it affected like right. how they are now. And you're so eloquent with how you come up with, you know, your, your research and how detailed it is. And I mean, you're going to do fantastic. I am oh, so excited. No, for I'm real. I'm red. <laughs> you just get so excited over this stuff. And I love that. I love seeing how passionate people are about things that they love. And like, I'm sure people watching can see it and feel it like just looking <laughs> at you. So are you going to tell people what um, we're going to be talking about today? Yes, I thought we would uh, start with a sort of controversial story, if you will. Um, and that would be the one and only Mary Kay Letourneau. Now, Ooh. that was a household name mm-hmm. back in the in the 90s and 2000s and, you know, a couple years ago. So mm-hmm. I thought it'd be like interesting to just talk about it. I know lots of people have already talked about it, and uh, but this is going to be like you know, just our take on it. Yes. So, um, yeah, let's dive on in. Yes, I'm so excited. <laughs> okay. G- grab some popcorn. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> so I thought I'd get started first with just a little bit of a backstory on Mary Kayla turn on who she <laughs> was. So she is Mary Catherine Schmitz, better known as Mary Kayla Turno. And she was born in California, in Tustin, California, on January 30th, 1962. So she was the daughter of Mary and John. How proper is that? Mary and John right. Schmitz. And she was the fourth of seven kids. Okay, seven. Wow. And they were raised in a very strict Catholic household. Um, one thing that's super interesting is her father, John, was actually a Republican politician. And he was a state senator, U.S. congressman, and he even even ran for president in 1972. So I don't Shoot, know. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. This okay, whole, and actually um, two of his sons, I believe became involved in politics as well. One worked for um, president Bush and the other for president Trump. So like wow. huge, right? So like they yeah. continued down that path. Um, he, so uh, John ran, but he didn't, um, end up winning. And if you look at pictures and videos of Mary and John, my God, they look like the 19, 1950s, like man and woman. Okay. Yeah, like that's they had like, I did. Mm-hmm. right. Like the yeah. hair, the bouffant appear. Exactly. Is that what you call it? A bouffant. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> and he had like a, a tiny black mustache. Like it was uh-huh. very dramatic. And he had one of those old timey, like 1950s newscaster voices like mm-hmm. you know like like he should have had a cigar or a cigarette like dangling off the side right. of his mouth and calling people schmitty like that that's what he looked like <laughs> schmitty <laughs> so that was the family uh-huh. and um so it sounds all picturesque and ooh you know like but it really wasn't so 
Mary Kay, I might waffle between Mary Kay and Mary, by the way, but mm-hmm. um, Mary Kay, her younger years weren't really all sunshine and roses. Um, in 1973, her three-year-old brother, Philip, actually drowned in the family pool. And what's super like kind of scary and sad was she was about 10 years old when this happened and she was in charge of watching her siblings. Okay. So, so didn't she have a friend over or something in that she was actually on the other side of the pool with her Mm -hmm. other brother Okay, and they were playing as kids do. So she's like playing. And in the meanwhile, the toddler, you know, falls in and ends up drowning it. Like it was all super quick and her mother blamed her for it pretty much. Wow. So yeah. And Which, um, you know what though is just real quick. That's sad when you think about it. And I know, and you'll get to that, but I know that they thought that that might've caused some sort of mental, you know, um, illness in her down the road. But when you're in a pool, like I almost drowned in a pool, same scenario where my cousin was on the opposite side on the deep end and I was in the shallow one and I fell and I was under there and I didn't know how to swim at that time. I was little and I couldn't get up. And luckily he was aware and he saw me well, didn't see me there anymore. And he came over and he basically saved my life. But it's, I mean, that's sad because it's, it's so quick. It is. And it's, I didn't know that about you. The same thing happened to me actually when I was seven. And this Mm -hmm. is why I am fearful of pools. So you went the positive route. You learned Mm -hmm. how to swim (laughs) my ass never again. So like I Mm -hmm. was having fun. We were, me and my parents were in LA and I had on a, I'll never forget an alligator floaty, like around Mm -hmm. my waist. I was having a ball. Like I wasn't cute. And, you know, like Uh having a blast. My dad is super helicopter dad. Mm -hmm. But the one time he takes his eye off of me. I slip off my, my alligator floaty. I don't know why. And I <laughs> sink to the bottom and it was like super quick, but he, he turns back, doesn't see me mm-hmm. races and pulls me out. That was enough wow. to scare me for life because how quick it was yeah. like, what the hell? So exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I uh, still don't know how to swim, but whatever. So that, <laughs> <laughs> that happened. And, um, I saw in a documentary that um, Mary Kay's best friend, she actually was a part of this documentary. She was around uh, when this happened, not at the scene, but like she was her best friend at that time. Mm-hmm. She indicated that Mary never talked about this incident. Wow. She See? just kind of moved past it. So I think that's kind of important to remember. Definitely. Um, and then... Also, I apologize. I didn't give um, trigger warnings ahead of time, but we should do a trigger warning for sexual assault of a minor and mention of domestic violence. Mm -hmm. Um, So apologies for that. So um, then we're going to get into it. Um, Mary Kay later on in life claimed that she was the victim of sexual assault by a family member when she was about seven. So like you see seven and then 10 the, mm-hmm. she loses her brother. So two huge traumatic events before she's even 12 years old mm-hmm. occurred to this poor child. And the sexual assault, um, was by a relative and it happened a lot. So, mm-hmm. and I can't imagine her telling anyone in her household again, because of the Catholic upbringing. Right. And I, you know, I learned that her mom was kind of very hands off, very much strict. She didn't mm-hmm. let her receive sexual education in school would pull her out. Like, so oh. I can't imagine her 
Mm-hmm. And just by those pictures, oh, they're yeah. so cookie cutter. Bridget. That, you know, I mean, <laughs> you know, just sweep it under the table kind of thing, you know, mm-hmm. or the carpet, they, whatever. Exactly. Call. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So we got that. And then things are kind of quiet after that until Mary was about 20 years old. Mm-hmm. So in 1982, news broke out, ironically enough, that her father was having an affair with a former student. Wow. So, okay. So now Dang. we've got the sexual assault that occurred when she was seven. And now she's got her father having an affair with a former student and fathering two children, two kids with that former student. Okay. So let's put, let's put pins in both of those. Okay. That's for sure. Because those, it's a pretty creepy coincidence of, and a foreshadowing of what's to come in her life. Right. Exactly. And that's like they say, you know, you tend to mirror, not mirror, but yes, like yes. history tends to repeat itself at many yes. times. If you look at your family members, you know, whether it be your dad or your mom, a lot of times you tend to do the same things that your parents have done, do the same mistakes. Oh, yeah. All those things. And they try to teach you not to. But in this case, that's really eerie. Isn't it called like learned behavior or is this mm-hmm. sort of like a little, exactly. okay. yeah, I actually have yeah. that written down because it's Ooh. very prevalent in the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, okay. So I'm going to just fast forward just a wee. Um, so that the whole thing happened with her dad, scandalous. She was super close with her father. So I, this affected her, this poor girl, but at any rate, in 1983, Mary Kay, Went to Arizona State University. Hey, my alma mater. <laughs> right. <laughs> and this is where she meets her first husband, Steve Letourneau. So they begin dating. And just a few months later, she gets preggers with her first child. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And again, mom and dad are very Catholic. So um, <laughs> at the insistence of her parental units, she and Steve decide to get married. And so they're like... Yay, this is fun. Whoops, I'm pregnant. Well, we got to get married. So they get married. So I don't know if they're necessarily in love or anything, but they get Hmm. married. They dip on out of ASU and they move to Alaska, which is where Steve is originally from. So they're there. They're 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 only there for about a year. And then Man, talk about two extremes. Right. (laughs) That's nuts. But the the woman's life is fascinating. So um then, so after Alaska, they moved to Seattle. So this is like all a year later, right? He's working kind of like a, he's working as a baggage handler for, mm-hmm. um, for the airport. And so his hours are all wonky mm-hmm. and Mary decides to go back to school. She didn't finish at ASU. So she goes back to school to get her teaching degree. Cause she wanted to become a teacher and ends up graduating from Seattle university in 1989. And shortly after she begins working at Shorewood Elementary School, which is um, where she started out teaching the second grade. Uh, so mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, let me uh, preface that the Letourneau's marriage was not perfect at all. So mm-hmm. they got married hella fast. They were struggling financially because they got married fast. They start popping up the kids mm-hmm. quickly, like one after the other. So they have four kids. <laughs> Right. Like pretty fast. And, um, I even heard and actually read in a couple of places that they were unfaithful. 
mm-hmm. I think on both parts. Yeah. I read yeah. he was he mm-hmm. a couple, few times, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. dang, that's crazy. Yeah. Real quick. I'm, I must give her props though for mm-hmm. finishing school with all right? those kids. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I mean, it's hard to even finish uh, a, a freaking meal. Yeah, exactly. You know? I can't imagine. I can't exactly. imagine. I'm four. I mean, I only have yeah. one. So that's pretty <laughs> impressive. <laughs> yeah. So she did. She did the damn thing. And um, so she's now a teacher. And oh, I'm so sorry. I, I wanted to note that later on, uh, when shit hits the fan, she would claim that Steve was actually physically abusive towards her. So there was some like domestic violence claims mm-hmm. nothing was ever really proven it was kind of just from her like word of mouth but she told a couple of people close to her mm-hmm. and then the cops were even called to their house at one point but no charges were ever filed so there's nothing out there that says yes or no but i think wow. it's important to say that that was another thing Definitely. so we have the two of them living a not so not so picture perfect life with their four kids in Seattle, Washington. So she was a second grade teacher at this point. And this is where she first meets uh, Vili Fulau or Fulau. Mm -hmm. Um, Cause he was actually a student in her second grade class first. Uh, And let me just point out nothing sexual or inappropriate happened while he was in her second grade class. Not that what I'm about to discuss makes it any better or excuses it. Uh, but I wanted to point that out at least. Um, so fast forward a little bit to 1996. Mary Kay is now teaching sixth grade. And Villy is her student once more. And at this point, she's 34. And mm-hmm. he is 12 years old. And just one year older than one of her sons. Than her oldest son. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So 34 <laughs> and he's 12? Yeah. That's and 22 years. <laughs> Yeah. And I know you've seen pictures of them, right? Like she's this pretty blonde, you know, Mm -hmm. she, she looks good for her age, you know? And then Billy looks older than he does. He looks over 18. Definitely. At at least 18. I totally agree. And he was kind of like, I'm from the wrong side of the tracks, you know, like he was, (laughs) you know, his dad was in jail. He was, his mom, Suna was, you know, raising the family on her own, working all the time. So she's not there to keep an eye on her kid. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's not doing so great in school. And so he's got that little bad boy, Mm -hmm. you know, was he friends with her? Any of her children? Because they were probably around the same age, right? Not yet, but she does encourage a friendship. Yeah. Ooh, okay. The plot yeah. thickens. Do you tell? Yeah. So, so I should point out first that uh, he actually, so he was not the best student and she tended to like gravitate towards uh, people that kind of had it like hard. She had a mm-hmm. big heart. She wanted to help people and she wanted to help him. So, and she saw that he was kind of like a really talented artist. Um, and so she was kind of impressed by that. She's like, let me take him under my wing. She would encourage him to work hard at, you know, really mastering mm. this artistic talent. Mm-hmm. She even took to art galleries later on. Okay. So like, wow. and that, that was a no field trip either. Okay. <laughs> it was a one-on-one going to an art gallery. Yeah. Wow. So, as, and as, as, as they would say, what is it? Grooming him? Exactly. I don't like that word. I hate personally. that word too. First just, of all, 
Ugh. When I hear people say he was grooming her, I picture like a horse's mane. Yes, exactly. I'm like, how did this even come about? You know yeah. what I mean? I just, it's a creep to me. It's a creepy word. I just don't like it, but it is what it is. And that's what it seems like. But totally, I must say like, you know, we've all had teachers that have like a innocence to them, but also a very caring, nurturing feeling. Yes. And especially for him being mm-hmm. that he came from a broken home and he wasn't getting that attention there. I could see where she was someone that he just, you know, adored. Yeah. You know, and maybe fell in love with like a crush. Yes. Right. We've all had them. Yeah. I mean, I remember Tony saying that when he was little in kindergarten or maybe it was first grade, like his teacher, you know, she was so sweet and pretty and he was just like so in love with her. You know what I mean? Like, but he took it a step further. Oh yeah. I mean, he would later on say like he, he had had a crush on her since second grade and like he would like sneak try to sneak a peek under her skirt i read in one of the articles and i'm like how how did was she like just whoops or was he like you know under the desk like because he pretended to i don't know but that that he was quoted saying that and i was like yeah but um prior to all that uh she so she was like you know this is perfect when my son is you know around the same age like let's they could be Mm -hmm. friends that could help him like feel motivated so and um, so he was always Mm -hmm. at the laternal house eating dinner with the family even sleeping over his mom was aware okay so she's working around the clock to feed her family and he was like wow mary Kay, miss laternal she's such a caring teacher she's setting such a good example for my son you know helping Mm -hmm. him she was all for it. You know what I mean? Like she, she That's trusted sad. her. She trusted this teacher with her son. So definitely. So I don't blame her at all. You know what I no, mean? No, Cause you always put, I mean, when I think about even Presley's teachers, like you trust them. Like, I mean, you trust them every day, day in and day out with your children. Like you wouldn't exactly. think that a teacher would have other intentions, especially like that. I mean, I mean, now we all do after this, of I course. Mean, but like, mm, that's, that's for sure. Taking something so precious, like having mm-hmm. like this role model, take it to that level is just, uh, yeah, but we'll go to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, so this is all, this is all going on. Like everyone's getting all chummy with one another. Mm-hmm. So they're growing closer and closer. The more time they're, they spend together, mm-hmm. they started writing each other notes, like little notes back and forth. Hmm. Um, listing qualities they admired in one another, poems, and so forth. Wow. Yeah. And uh, they started innocent, though. I don't think that act is innocent at all. No. Uh, and they started to become more intimate, like started talking about like body parts mm-hmm. and things like that. So that's so yeah. disturbing. So in wow. May... In May of 1996, so we're still in 96, Mary takes Billy out for dessert. It's just the two of them. And Mm -hmm. I think it was to celebrate, like, getting a good grade on a test or something. I don't know. But they were out for dessert. Mm -hmm. They're in her car, parked, listening to love songs. Excuse me? They're listening to love songs. (laughs) And he decides to shoot his shot and kiss her. 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And Getting pretty steamy in there. <laughs> she doesn't, and she does not push him away. She oh lets God. him kiss yeah. her and kisses him back. And Billy would later on say on the stand, I think when he was like, it was one of his lawsuits because he sued like the police department and the school mm-hmm. later on. He would, he said, he goes, I was on top of her. Her legs were open. So yeah, this is what happened. We were there for like over 30 minutes. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Because I mean, I've heard things even in the past, like how he always stated that it was him, that yeah. he was the one that was the aggressor Pursuer. or the, the mm-hmm. one that pursued her. Mm-hmm. And precisely, you know, still. It takes two. Exactly. You know, that's wrong. Exactly. I wouldn't even, why would you even look that way? You're a kid. <sighs> He's a kid. Ew. Yeah. I mean, and then. Mm someone could argue that she's getting attention, you know, from someone, it feels good. She's not getting that same kind of attention at home. And it's kind Mm -hmm. of like a break away from the stress of being a wife and a mom to four kids and and struggling to make ends meet. Like it's a release, but still, again, it's a 12 year old at this point. Yeah. So, so that happened. And, um, not long after they take their relationship to the next level in her house while Steve was at work and the kids were asleep upstairs. I heard, and I don't know if it's true. I heard it was on the roof of their house. There was an incident on top of Really? Roof. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. They were just like not giving two shits. So they, so that happened. And, um, some a, a little bit later, so the next month in June, they were caught by the cops while parked in her minivan. And the van had a makeshift bed in the back. And she looked like she wasn't wearing pants when they caught her. But then it was clarified that she was wearing a long t-shirt. So mm-hmm. like, okay, but still, you look like you're, you barely have clothes on. Okay. Exactly. And, they were like, whoa. And like, they were, they had been in the back, but she quickly jumps to the front and he's, Billy's in the back seat pretending to be asleep. So she's like, oh my God, nothing happened. Like I, I had gotten into a fight with my husband. I was babysitting him. He's 18, by the way, I was babysitting him and I get into this fight. So he <laughs> leaves, he runs away and I have to go after him because he's in my care. Mm-hmm. And then this is where we are. And so the cops, you know, they were like, uh, we're going to verify this. So they call Suna Mm -hmm. and they, they, all they said to her name was we found these two together. What do you want us to do? They didn't say we found them in a van. We found them with a bed. We found her (laughs) looking like disheveled with no pants on. Exactly. And he's 18, right? No, they said they're together. What so they didn't verify his age? No. And soon as like, what? Oh, you can release him back to her. Like he was staying over. Like, that's fine. <laughs> that's Miss Laterno. It's okay. What? So they let them go wow. on their merry way. Okay. And uh, you would think they would maybe chill out a bit after this. Uh-uh. So... <laughs> We're going to fast forward a a wee bit so we can, it's safe to assume they continued their little scandalous affair. Mm -hmm. February of 97 rolls around. 
Steve is at home looking for looking for something. He's like looking for something through the drawers or whatever. He comes across the love letters, the little notes between oh, Billy God. and Mary Kay. Oh, I'm like, I can't even imagine. He actually goes to confront Billy as if he's going to go and confront like George Smith, who's the same. <laughs> he goes to confront Billy, a 12 year old boy. And is like, you need to leave my wife alone. La, la, la. And he's all okay. Like, what is he going to do? <laughs> so at this, I guess he like vented to a relative or something mm-hmm. when he found it. Cause hello, I would call you right away and be like, what the, you know, like, of course, gonna, I mean, tell somebody, I mean, we've all found those things that we didn't want to find, you know? Uh-huh. And I mean, obviously he knew who Billy was. Yes. So, but why wouldn't he be like the first thing I would be like, he's a freaking minor. Exactly. What is she doing? Exactly. But he was just like, it, it was always, he was, he was just focused solely on the boy. So yeah. he confronts him back off. Meanwhile, the relative that, that he told about this little um, affair mm-hmm. called the cops. He called the cops. Thank God. God someone did. And, um, uh, Mary was arrested on March 4th of 97. So it kind of like, like fairly quickly after. Um, But around the same time of this arrest, it became public that um, Mary Kay was pregnant with Billy's child. Uh, I forgot about, I mean, I knew they had children, but I forgot that it, dang, she's like a rabbit. Yes. Very fertile fertile myrtle. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. So, yeah. So she's arrested and then it's like, whoops, I'm pregnant. What are we going to do? So they took that into consideration when they, um, when they were discussing her sentencing Mm -hmm. and they were like, you know what? She's not a danger to the community. She's not a flight risk. Remember that part, the flight risk. Um, they, so they continued the case. They're like, you know what, let's, let's let her give birth. And then afterwards she could plead guilty. So hmm. Mary gave birth to Audrey, a baby girl on May 29th, 1997, while she was awaiting her sentencing. Um, they were looking to sentence her for about six and a half years to seven years for the crime, but they mm-hmm. worked out a plea deal, uh, and they reduced her sentence to six months in jail and uh, three years of sex offender treatment. That's so, it? Yeah. Uh-huh. Let that simmer. Wow. Yeah. And a major part of the deal was she was never to have contact with Villy. Like, that's it. Okay. And she couldn't have contact with her kids as well, like, during wow. that. Um. So, and I, you know, it's sad, but mm-hmm. necessary. Like, so that had that had to happen. Um, and yeah. And during all of this drama, Steve is like, you know what? I'm out. I I'm going to take the kids mm-hmm. Bye. I'm going to go to Alaska, be with my family. Mm-hmm. I take the kids. And I think that's the best thing that he could have done. I cannot yes. imagine the bullying that took place on those yeah. little kids. They were so small. I mean, you're mm-hmm. thinking like the oldest was 12. Exactly. So like they're young, they're confused. Why is mom? Where's mom? Mm-hmm. Where's Billy? Because Billy was like a fixture in the family, right? So totally. you have all that. So like he had to like he had to dip. He's like, okay, we're gonna go. So they left. 
Okay. And he, he ended up filing for divorce um, a couple of years after that in 99 and was granted sole custody of the kids. Again, I think a good mm-hmm. decision. I mean, super smart to, like you said, take them away and get them away from all the attention and their mother who was up well, to no good and not making good choices. That and this, and also mean, did you ever get the feeling that she had her kids in mind at all? No. She was always concerned. The only concern mm-hmm. she had was seeing Billy. Yes. It was, it was like an obsession and beyond. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy because it's so funny when you were talking about their relationship, Steve and hers, I always assumed they had a really good relationship and that it was like, this happened out of the blue, you know, to where I felt, of course, I still feel bad for him because no one wants to be associated with someone that does this kind of thing. And then you have children on top of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, your heart bleeds for them. Right. Yeah. But, um, to know that obviously they had issues going on, but it was, it's nice to hear that he still had the intentions of the kids mm-hmm. in mind. Cause she sure as hell didn't at Not all. One. She Not was one. completely obsessed and under Billy's spell. You Damn. know, mm-hmm. like for real mean, like she, yeah. There was like she was very goofy looking, like not not goofy looking, like she's a very pretty lady. But in some of the pictures, I don't know. There was this one picture in particular, in particular that I remember all the time, where he's like in a wife beater, a black wife beater, and she's there like looking at him. Yeah, but she like, looks so like goofy, nerdy. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. It's just you know, I don't know why she kind of reminds me of Michael Jackson. A little bit. No, I can see that. Like there's like an innocence and there's like an innocence. Yeah. Very Peter Pan, Peter Pan syndrome. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Big time. And I think a lot of that has to do with everything that she endured and never addressed when she was a kid. Right. You get stunted there. Mm -hmm. So like, I mean, not again, we're not excusing what she did at all. She she's a predator Mm -hmm. and it's wrong at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and she would later, she would the whole time argue that she never, ever th- believed that it was a criminal act. She just thought it was maybe morally wrong, mm-hmm. but not, she didn't deserve to be arrested. They were in love. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, I will say that when you look at it from the outside looking in, and how it was depicted in the media back in the day, like people were obsessed with her. Like they were really like enthralled with this case. Right. And the thing was, is that I don't think people really thought about the fact, and maybe it was the times that mm-hmm. they didn't really think about the fact of how old Billy was. Cause he did look older right. and people were really on her side in a, in a way kind of like backing her up and making it seem like it wasn't, that bad in a in a way like like there was something like people felt bad for her there yes it i feel like it was divided because on the other hand she was very much she was also vilified because mm-hmm. half the people were intrigued there's this pretty blonde you know like right. and, oh she truly loves him and then you know they ended up together la 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 la, la. it was true love the other half was like, if this had been a man, like, yes, no yeah. way. 
he would have been locked up, thrown the the key thrown away. And, you know, Mm -hmm. so it's total double standard. And, Mm -hmm. and when she, um, you know, she, before, like when she gave birth and she hadn't gone to jail yet, people were like, that's kind of the reason why Steve took the kids because all the people were just kind of like vilifying her Mm -hmm. and she knew it. Like, and so they had to get out of there and it seemed like she didn't care. No, she didn't care at all at all. She was like, this is my man. I love him. Mm -hmm. And that's all that mattered to her. So I'm glad he got the kids and I'm glad that he got out of there. Cause that was the the best thing he could have done. Yeah. And her actions that followed further proves that he did the right thing. So like, in uh, August of 97. So now we're in August, right? August mm-hmm. 7th. She pled guilty to child rape in exchange for, are you ready? Hold on to your britches. Three month jail sentence and probation. Now the judge who cracks me up because <laughs> I'm sorry. I remember <laughs> seeing it back in the day. Uh-huh. So judge Linda Lau, mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like, she approved the plea bargain because Mary stood up. She was remorseful. She was like hunched over with her mm-hmm. tissue, putting her curls. Right. You know, have is this mercy. where she's in the blue suit? Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Have mercy. Have mercy on us all. Like, I'll uh-huh. never forget that. I was a little kid. Like, like, wow, I feel sorry mm-hmm. for her. Um, yes. So she sits exactly. down tears. The judge buys her sob story mm-hmm. and is like, okay, this is what you're going to get. You may never have contact with Billy again. There was an actual for life put in place for wow. life, including when he was <laughs> a, an adult, like he had to like file paperwork to have it lifted. Okay. So she said, That's don't right. screw up, mm-hmm. you know, don't screw up. So off she goes, she's released, but part of the, oh, I'm sorry, before that. So she goes to jail. She's like, oh, she's in jail, you know? And I saw some, I saw an interview with, with her inmates. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. These inmates are hilarious. So, so she's in jail. She's being difficult to say the least. Okay. So she's mm-hmm. supposed to see a therapist regularly. And I saw this therapist interview. Uh, she was interviewed and the therapist was like, this biatch was late all the time to her appointments. Sometimes mm-hmm. she wouldn't even show up. She would have no remorse whatsoever in her Mm. face because she didn't think she did anything wrong. The therapist was like, she's going to reoffend. Okay. Mm. So she's in jail. And the therapist is like, the second she gets out, she's going to contact him. I know that. Of course. Yes. Okay. (laughs) So there's that. So anyways, she does, she goes to the motions. She completes her little, her wee sentence and she's put on the sex offender registry. So she's there, there. So she. You would think after all this, okay, the public shame, losing mm-hmm. her family, her kids, her career, going to jail, being mm-hmm. labeled a sex offender, you would think, oh, surely she learned her, her lesson, right? Like you she's going to turn her life around. Hell <laughs> the no. Less than one little month later, less than a month later on February 3rd, after her release, okay, she's like less than a month later, she was caught in her car with Billy going at it at two in the morning and it looked like they were getting ready to flee the country because they had almost seven thousand dollars in cash on them no way baby clothes and they had um her passport wow so (laughs) 
Dang. Do you remember uh, Linda Lau? Okay. This yes, is the part that Linda. cracks me up. So the judge, so she has to go in front of the same judge that told her don't mess up. Crap. She was pissed. Oh my God. I will. I crack up every time I see her tell her. I have to go look at this. You have to. She's hilarious. She's like, you've squandered it away. Like, you know, here we are less than a, like, she is swishing her hoops. She's so uh-huh. pissed. It, it oh is my like, gosh, it's fantastic. She was like, you, this, you know, an opportunity that you foolishly squandered. She's pissed. Cause she looks stupid for like giving her that. You yeah, know, exactly. Deal. Mm-hmm. So she was like, I'm going to sentence you to the full seven and a half years. Boom. Wow. So Mary like she breaks down, you know, she's in her like her, her jail, her jumpsuit, and she's mm-hmm. just a wreck. Okay. Sobbing. And guess what? She's preggers again. <laughs> okay. Wow. So she's pregnant again. She trots on off to jail. Like doo, doo. October 98. <laughs> she gives, she gives birth to Georgia, Villy's second child, uh, while behind uh-huh. bars. And the first she, child was that was the the child born in like under house arrest or what? She was like out on parole. Oh, okay. So like because they were she was gonna give birth and then go back for the sentencing for to, to plead yeah. guilty. So, but this time she was up <sighs> in jail. So Dang. you would think again. You would think after being like told that she squandered this opportunity, like she's gonna stop it. Okay. You would think no. <laughs> According to these hilarious inmates that gave an interview that were her homies, okay, she still found a way to contact Billy from behind bars. She would pump her breast milk, okay, and then in the lid of the bottle, mm-hmm. she would hide notes. Wow. So if there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. And, she's, and a, she's yeah, an example she, of that. She really is. So like this poor kid never had a chance, like basically like wow. ever, because this woman was still going to contact him. So, but you know, the, they, they really punished Mary for that. I heard that she was placed in solitary confinement for five months, five or six months. And the most at that prison wow. was like maybe a month. So like they were, they were tired of her shit. They were like, Dang. you know what? We're done. So, but who, I guess she didn't care. She was like, I need to be with this man. So yeah, Man, so that really, happened. What, he really was like an addiction to her. Truly, truly. Oof. And at and during oh. all of this, Villy, he's now 15. Okay, he's not even 18 yet. I he's was going to say, is he 18? <laughs> no, he's 15. He's a father oh. of two. And um, Audrey and Georgia, his daughters, are actually in Suna's custody. So his mom is this poor woman has to do it all over again and take care of these young little girls. Um, and later on, like Villy ended up being interviewed by Barbara Walters and Matt Lauer. And mm-hmm. He admitted. I remember all those. Yeah. And he admitted there, he was like, you know, he struggled with depression and he was surprised that he was even still alive. He was depressed that she was in jail and he was just depressed about no. the situation at large. Uh, maintained that they loved each other. It was a real thing. Although in some, you know, when he was on the stand for his case against the police um, department, he was kind of like, well, like he was kind of like a boy. Like mm-hmm. I thought she was hot. You know, mm-hmm. you know, when two people are together, <laughs> like he was kind of like, ew. Yeah. but again, yeah. he's a teenager. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, but 
he maintained, they maintained throughout that they were, this was true love. Okay. Mm-hmm. So fast forward. So she's in jail. So August 4th, 2004, she's released after doing her full sentence for child rape. She's released from Washington correction center for women. He's now 21. Okay. So finally the man is an adult. Ain't so no he's stopping her now. Right. Mm-hmm. And Billy, he files a motion um, with the court asking that they reverse the no contact order. He did wow. that. Uh, and a couple days after he filed it, Linda Lau grants his motion. <laughs> <laughs> no way, really? Yeah. Dang, listen, Linda's still there. Listen, Linda. Yeah, she did it. So <gasps> wow. shortly thereafter, the lovebirds start planning their wedding. Yes. And uh, they wed on May 20th, 2005. Okay. So she's released in 2004. What month? August. August. And they get married in 2005 in October, Uh, you said? uh, May. In May. So like she's released. They pick up where they left off and they're like, we're going to plan a wedding right away. We're going to get married. This is our love. So they get married at some winery in Washington it's huge wow. affair. Like 250 people are there. Really? She, yep. She <laughs> takes Pulau as her surname. Wow. She's proud. She's 43. He's 22 at this point. And wow. uh, their two daughters are flower girls. And two of her kids, her from Steve's marriage, actually attended the wedding. So two of the four. Wow. So, uh, and then after that, they just kind of try to settle down and live their they're happily ever after. They were married for several years, uh, 14, actually. Wow, 14 years. That's pretty impressive. And I mean, as a whole. Yeah. So, dang. So they were together for a long time. Oh, oh yeah. And they were together to till the very end. Like even so they they divorced in 2019, mm-hmm. but they were always in contact. And she actually passed from um, colon cancer in mm-hmm. 2020, July. Wow. Um, and he was by her side. So like wow. one could say, you know, like maybe they really did love each other. Um, but one thing I found kind of interesting. I feel like, yes, maybe they did love each other, but I also feel like they had to put on a facade for the world because Mm -hmm. they kept insisting it was true love and they were trying to save face. And Mm -hmm. like, remember those two inmates I was talking about? So Mm -hmm. they, they were in attendance at that wedding and they actually were friends with Mary, like after the fact, which is, I I think that's kind of cute. So like, they were like (laughs) homies from from the, from the inside. Exactly. Um, and the the ladies, they were saying how they would go to their home. So they had a home on the beach because they were they were making bank from their story. I mean, oh, so he, smart. He was a, he was a DJ, uh-huh. and he would have hot for teacher nights. And she was right there wearing a bikini, like playing oh it up. Gosh. Any chance they could get they were going to cash in on like he wrote, I think they wrote books and released some in in Paris, I think while she was in jail and he was able to, you know, (laughs) use the money to take care of his kids. But like, so, so I feel like with all of that, they had to like put up a front. So, but going back to the two friends, they were saying how they would be at the house and Billy would be playing video games with his friends in one room. And and Mary was kind of like a house mother, like a den mom mm-hmm. would like bring them snacks and, and whatnot. They were like, they were, 
really like when, when they were together, it wasn't like husband and wife. It was like roommates, you know, and they were interviewed after their wedding or something not that long ago, like maybe Mm -hmm. 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And one of the the report, the person interviewing them was like, what do you guys have in common? And they were blankly sitting there like, huh? And he's like, silence. And he's like, do you mean besides being human? And then they're like, yeah. And then she's like, well, we like the same music. Was that Barbara Walters that did that interview? No. Or is this a well, different one? I'm sure Barbara asked the same question. Yeah. This was like on a on another, it was another woman. It was like a like a talk show, like Good Morning America, I think gotcha. it was. So yeah, it was it was palpable, like the tension. Mm-hmm. I was like, you guys don't like, are you real? So maybe no, they exactly. were at one point, but mm-hmm. like they had to keep up the facade till the end, and they did. Yeah, they sure did. Cause you know, I remember seeing the one with Barbara Wawa mm-hmm. and, um, I wanted, and it's so funny because obviously I didn't know the specifics of the case. And even when you brought up that you wanted to talk about this one, I was just like, Oh yeah. <laughs> like I didn't really realize how young he was. Yeah. I didn't <laughs> at all because you know, when you think about it, like we were talking about, if the tables were turned, I mean, we would have been like, ew, that's disgusting, you know? But it's kind of like, in a weird way, men, not men, or men, but even you hear kids talk about like that, the older woman, you know, and how it's like, they're like a prize in some ways, like they're, you know, they're, it's kind of like this, what do you, not a fetish, what would you call it? Like a fantasy, you know? And like the teacher and you know what I mean? And then like taking control of them and all this stuff. And when I was watching these, these interviews back in the day, because I didn't really know the specifics and they asked that kind of question, like, Oh, what do you guys have in common? I was sitting there hoping that he would say something and you would believe that it was real. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. To justify the actions of them both, right? Not really understanding or realizing the grossness of it until yeah. now, because I was young then too. But when you talk about it and you hear all the little tiny details, and like you said, them over the house and him playing video games and her yeah. just, it was like she, he, she was still parenting him. Yeah. That's gross. Yeah. It, it was very Ugh. like, Mm-hmm. maternal yeah. yeah and that's just not not okay on so many levels and i i mean i personally hell if that was you i don't think i could be your friend yeah i would be like there's something wrong with you mary like well, literally and her friend did like the best friend i mean they weren't friends after she went back to jail for the after linda Lau was like <laughs> you're going back she was like she was quoted saying like she was going to do what she was going to do. Like mm-hmm. she wanted to be with him. I I cannot support that. And, you know, she well, mentioned that maybe like the, the trauma of her childhood had a lot to do with it, but I, you just, if, if yeah. everyone around you is telling you that it's wrong, mm-hmm. if a judge is telling you, I'm giving you this opportunity, just don't, don't do it again. It's don't do it again. Like clearly it's wrong. Wait till he's 21 then. Yes. And the thing is, is like, 
I wonder if anybody ever asked her, how would she feel if her son Mm, was being in a relationship, was in a relationship with his older teacher or her her daughter, Mm -hmm. vice versa, you know, would she be okay with that? Although I could see her saying, well, if they're in love, I don't see anything wrong with it. Cause she seemed rather loopy. Like she was just kind of like in the clouds, you know? Did she have like um, bipolar or anything like that? It was, or? It was speculated that she had s- several like disabilities. Because didn't they say she had multiple di- personalities? I had read I, that I too. Was, yeah. yeah. I don't know if it was confirmed or not, but I mean, because some of the pictures, not that you could tell that someone has that by looking at photos, but that one particular photo, I was like, okay, she's looking, looking kind of crazy. You know? Yeah. How about that mug shot though? Not the first one, but like where she's got the bangs and she's like, like yes, Ooh. exactly. Yeah. She just kind of looks off a rocker. Like she yes. just like not all there. Definitely. You know? I, yes. But again, all of that, like she till her death maintained that it was love. Like they were soulmates. It was mm. not a wrong. It, it wasn't wrong. It was, it was right. Like they were meant to be. Wow. That's. Yeah. She was fully committed. That's she, pretty. She, she, I, she did it to the end. <laughs> yeah. She, she sure did. And it didn't seem like Billy was, I feel like, like you said, Billy was along for the ride. You know what I mean? I, I don't think he really understood. Maybe if you interviewed him now, if he was in a relationship with someone his own age or, you know, normal per se. Yeah. Um, I wonder if he would have a different outlook on that relationship as a whole. And I do, I mean, personally, I do think that maybe you could say, yes, he did love her. I mean, they had children. He probably, that love grew into something different. Obviously you love the, the mother of your children, right. Or vice versa, but that's just so gross. You know, and I mean, it's abuse, it's child abuse. You know, that's just so sickening. I, yes, I wholeheartedly agree. So would you say that you were, cause some people believed, and I'm one of them and I think you are too, you know, mm-hmm. she was a predator and she took Definitely. advantage of a vulnerable child. Mm-hmm. Other people argue that she genuinely loved him and he genuinely loved her and their relationship was consensual. Hmm. What are you, like, I feel uh-huh. like. I don't think that a child can mm-hmm. decide exactly. whether or not is it is consensual when you're that young. You don't even know your own body. You don't even know the feelings that you're feeling at that age or what love is. How you don't know. You know, exactly. it's more lust. You're in the moment, you, you know, you have a teacher that you have a crush on is reciprocating all these things that you're desiring in your heart, right? Or beyond. And you're getting that confused with something else, mm-hmm. you know? And as you get older, um, now you gotta, I guess, hold on to that. And the, the thing, cause I read somewhere that he was really pissed off that he was being called a victim his whole life. Yes, exactly. And he held on to that. And I think that, prevented him from ever admitting that there was any sort of wrongdoing mm-hmm. because Definitely. that would have basically, you know, 
it would have basically made them guilty of everything that everybody's been ever <laughs> telling right. them. So would you agree that, okay, because because of the whole consent thing, like kids under 18 can't consent, right? There's laws right. in place. And he would argue that, no, I, you know, I'm not a victim. Blah, blah, blah. So would you say that he was a willing participant or is that like, like, you know, I think there's a very thin line. And I do think though that, yes, I do believe he, in a lot of ways was at just, just as much at fault as her in the sense of how he pursued her. When you're young, you still, he, he wasn't a kid. Like he wasn't a baby. Right. You know, he was of the age of puberty. That's when you know between right and wrong. It's kind of like you don't sleep with your sister. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, yeah. you know what you should do and what you shouldn't do. And you yeah. don't get involved with your teacher. You don't try to, um, you know, get involved with them. You don't um, flirt with them. Yeah. You don't write notes to them. Ugh. Innocent love notes might be okay. Like, you know, like any little kid would do. Oh, my teacher's pretty, you know, yeah. but it's not like, oh, I want to, uh, you know, touch your breast assist. Like, I mean, uh -huh. you don't do that kind of stuff. <laughs> no. know, that, that's just gross. And I think I too, that it's the environment that he came from. He, maybe he wanted bragging rights. Like we don't know what was going on behind the scenes. And I think he was just very lonely, very lonely. And he didn't have that upbringing that um, maybe he desired. And going into her house, even though maybe it wasn't very healthy because of the situation between her and Steve, I think, though, that was something that he desired, too, to have because he didn't have that at home. And maybe in this weird way, he thought he could have that with her. Yeah. And she played into it because she also was lacking a lot in, you know, her area. But I do believe that she definitely was a predator in the mm -hmm. sense because she, he was a he was a child. He still was in her, under 18. Um, I know it gets tricky as they get older because a lot of times kids can claim, oh, you know, they could trick the older person into thinking that they're mm -hmm. older. But she knew, she knew how old he was. And that should have been enough for her to be like, oh, he's a handsome little boy, but you don't do that. Right. No, no. I agree. And also, I I don't think, had Mary listened to the judge and never contacted him again, do you think like he could have had a shot at a different life or the fact that he shared kids with her now, he was just never going to mm. recuperate from that. He was no contact for life, but those are still the kids he had with his abuser. So Correct. I guess he never really would have had a shot. Maybe had they not had so. kids. Uh, he I think it would have been way different if they didn't have kids. Cause I, and I think you might've said it, or maybe I had heard it somewhere else that they were, the mom had a soft spot because they had a kid together. So seeing her behind bars or being thrown in a slammer for this, it just, she felt they were doing a disservice to the child. So if it wasn't the judge saying it, it was the mom saying it. it was like all these people that were kind of on 
her side. Like, I don't understand the, the concept of giving her like, like a slap on the wrist kind of thing. I don't understand that because honestly, this is a very, uh, if it was a man that did this, we would be calling him a pet nasty ass pedophile, gross, whatever. There would be no argument. No, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. Exactly. But somehow it was glamorized and it was made into this love story. They made it into this love story. And I think, like you said, part of it was too, is that they saw they could get money from it. You had people like Barbara Walters, um, What's that guy's name? Uh, Matt Lauer. Matt Lauer. All these big time, totally, you know, news anchors, journalists that want a piece that of story. them in their story. Yeah. So they're like, oh, well, we can make some money off it. And I wouldn't be surprised, you know, because even I heard after they got married, I mean, their families were somewhat okay with it. Yeah. Like they were, they became accepting of it. Right. Which is weird too. I I agree a thousand percent. He would always be that little boy. Yeah, you know that he would always be the boy that was once her second grade student mm-hmm. too. Definitely, it's just, it's just ooey. It is because a little kid can't can't make the same decisions that an adult can. Exactly, and like you said, if they would have waited, and maybe she had the original sentence and the seven years passed and then they got back together after, or they met up. Mm -hmm. Right. And they realized, Oh, we still have feelings for each other. Oh, whatever. I don't know. I don't want to say that would make it right because it was still wrong, but it's just, like you said, it's icky on all forms. It's just very disturbing actually. And this kind of stuff would not cut it nowadays. Oh no, that's for sure. No, and I I do think that this case definitely was impactful on our society. I mean, I feel like it raised a lot of important issues Mm -hmm. when it comes to the grooming process, your favorite, Mm. that predators use to manipulate their victims, you know, and then the power dynamics that exist in relationships between adults and kids. So Mm -hmm. like... And then it also kind of like brought to our attention that sexual abuse can happen to anyone, regardless of gender or age. Mm-hmm. It's not just male teachers and, and female students. Look at this. It's totally flipped. So Completely. I feel like I, you know, I'm not a parent, but I feel like it kind of like would bring to a parent's attention, like, Hey, my child, let's talk about like the signs of you know, what could happen if mm-hmm. someone's being inappropriate. Always, and I know that you have that with, with pretzel, like mm-hmm. you have an open and honest relationship. I'm, you know, she would tell you if things were happening. It, right. it, Su- Suna didn't have that opportunity. Like Billy was Absolutely. never going to tell his mom that because he had a crush on his teacher. So mm-hmm. like, it's just, I just feel and like I think he kind of felt like this big man on campus knowing totally. that he had the teacher and, you know, they were, totally. you know, there was this like excitement to it. The fact that they were doing this without anybody knowing, and it was their little secret, you know, mm-hmm. and ugh. I mean, I don't know. I just think that it's one of those things that we didn't really hear a lot about back in the day. I, I mean, you would hear, I guess, maybe male teachers. I don't know. It was weird for me to see a woman teacher yeah. do this 
to a little kid. And I don't, I want to say maybe last year or the year before there was quite a few. Yes. Female teachers. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, what is going on? And it's funny because when you, they interview these people or they talk about the story, these women seem like it's no big deal. Yeah. They're like, what ifs? Mm -hmm. He's hot. Um, It's rather frightening. It is. Cause I'm, I'm like, what's wrong with you? Like, how could you even think that's okay? And it's frightening. And actually it would be a very interesting, um, interview to interview someone like that, to see their reasoning behind that and the justification. Yeah. What made you want to do that? Or what made you think it was okay? Okay. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Your oath as a teacher, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you vow to like, educate and take care of not abuse that power Mm -hmm. it's just it's it's so disrespectful it's like did you go into teaching to somehow do this or was this something that just happened because i'm Mm -hmm. sorry when i look at little kids i don't look at little boys and think that they're attractive exactly no I may no. say, oh, Johnny's so handsome. Like, he's such yeah. a cutie. He's so handsome, you know? And you could say, oh, he's going to be a stunner when he grows up. You exactly. Know I mean? But, but mm, that's oh, it. He's fine. I'm not going to. Yeah, no. No. That's just wrong. You don't talk about kids in that manner. And, yeah. and it kind of goes along the lines of, like, what we've talked about quite a few times recently, like, with social media sometimes, is that it – People sometimes nowadays have free form, like they, this forum to kind of say whatever the hell they want Mm -hmm. and no one's slapping them on the wrist for it. Yeah. And it's kind of scary how free people feel with the words and, and things that they're saying to young kids. I always like at least once a day, I'll be like, okay, I'm ready to move to Mars now. (laughs) for sure i'll be right there with you because it's um it's not getting any better no it's not i mean she's um it's sad she had a very wacky life it seemed i i feel sorry for young mary because she was robbed of a of a chance at a normal life Mm -hmm. like and and i think it I do believe that she was a victim of sexual abuse from a relative. I don't think that was a story she spun. Mm-hmm. And when that happens to someone, how do you ever really like recover from that moving forward in life? So Correct. that's, I just, I really feel for younger Mary and mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just I do. think I do too. I, she, Please. yeah, she's always, her story has always fascinated me because of everything we just talked about. Like, you know, it's, how how could someone in this position do abuse their power in that way? But, you know, I don't know. It, why did she fascinate everyone in America? Cause she was like this blonde, pretty mm-hmm. like, and it goes along the lines of teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it goes along, along the lines of nowadays, how mm-hmm. they talk about, she was a beautiful blonde hair, blue. I don't know if she had blue eyes. I think she did. Yeah. Um, white lady. Yeah. That, you know, um, you know, it's just one of those things that we talk about all the time now when it comes to 
how people just get away with stuff. Because of their looks. Mm-hmm. So and if you I were mean, butt ugly, like you'd get a sentence for <laughs> longer. Like I, I'm starting to believe that because it doesn't look sexy for a made for TV movie. Right. Exactly. And, you know, and she really, I must say, looking at her pictures and the progression of her look. Yeah. She, I mean, she was pretty, you know, very like Betty Crocker back in the day in a way. 50s mom. Yeah. Yeah. And then it became, you know, more modern, but she was very beautiful, very pretty lady, like her bone structure. And she's just a very pretty lady. And, And yes, I do think that she was, she had, there was something wrong with her. Like Definitely. whether, like you said, it, if her childhood factored into it, I'm a big time supporter of the fact that I don't feel like you should be a victim in, in the sense of she should have learned from her childhood issues and made, mm-hmm. you know, positive um, steps Changes. forward and yeah. versus going down this path. And, but at the same time, this is a perfect example of how therapy helps because it's obvious that there were a lot of things that Mary went through that did not get resolved. And it manifested into a lot of chaos and, and turmoil in her life. And it freaking just overflowed even into her kids. Cause I'm pretty sure her kids still are oh, yeah. with it. The whisper. No. Yeah. And I just, what's the most fascinating about all this is how her life was full circle. Totally. You know, victim Mm -hmm. to predator, Mm -hmm. you know, a father having an affair with a student. She followed in his footsteps. Mm -hmm. It's just, did he ever get in, did he get in trouble for that? And was he, because he was in politics and stuff, did he get? Yeah, his career was pretty much like Done. went down the toilet from there because his whole stance was being moral, and mm. to be moral, you're figure. to <laughs> yeah, you're faithful to your wife and you take care of your kids. So that was that was his whole like thing, and he shot that. I mean, but the thing, the difference here is that the student that he had an affair with was a former student, and she was also of age. So okay. not the same, but not totally different. But yeah, yeah, that that was uh, Mary Kay's uh, story. Wow. Yeah, that's a very, a very interesting story with a lot of things that I didn't, I didn't know at all, at all. And it's very interesting, like you just said, how her life really did mirror her dad's in a lot of ways. And I don't know. It's just weird. When you look at things like we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, how you look at famous people yeah, and how they marry very young women, some yeah. men. And I mean, literally some of them are like two or three times their age and they're having babies with them. And when you look at it and you look <laughs> like, oh, you were this age when I was this age, but there's that that threshold. Once you turn 18, I guess there's, you know, it is what it is. Yes, exactly. When you are legally an adult and can mm -hmm. make your own decisions. Exactly. Exactly. But it's just so funny how there is a very uh, different take on it when the tables are turned. Cause 
it's funny when you're younger, when you look at Mary Kay and him, he was a boy, young boy, and she was an an adult. And yeah. obviously it's different, you know, if the tables were turned then, but now, when they're older, it's funny how society accepts more the woman being or the man being older and the woman being younger versus totally. vice versa. And the whole Demi and Ashton thing just doesn't flow with people. At exactly. All. <laughs> exactly. I know. Oh. And Ashton was a big boy. So it's just funny. It sure was. It's just so funny how our society is. But I think that with this case, it's, um, yeah, it's a very, it's a very twisted web. It really is. And yeah, may she, I uh, but I enjoyed it though. I really yeah. did. That was a good one, Steph. Cause, um, <laughs> I actually forgot about her and when I looked her up and I saw all the pictures and stuff, it just, and I'm, I'm going to go look at that courtroom. Um, YouTube oh my God. The judge. Her Linda the judge. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, she gosh. was pissed. You do not make wow. Linda Lau look bad. Oh, I, I just, text me if it makes you crack up too yes, <laughs> like you see I her will. all like like i'm gonna give you a chance and then like a couple <laughs> months later you gotta We're see back. it you gotta see it it is like hilarious oh i made angel gosh. watch it she was like in tears laughing so yeah let me know what you think oh uh, that's amazing no <laughs> well, well rest in peace mary Kay. because yeah um, she needs it because i really yeah. do think she was struggling throughout her life mentally emotionally and you know i don't know it's just weird how life life happens and is there any updates on him i'm gonna have to look i wonder if he he she died in 2009 20 she she passed in um july of 2020 and he was like right there with her so i hope that he is able to like have some sort of a life, you know, his daughters are older now and I would love to read a story about him down the line where he's like fallen in love and like totally starting over. It would actually be interesting to hear the perspective of the daughters. I'm sure they've done interviews. How old are they? Or are they still too young? No, they're teenagers. Um, and they were, they were around, I, they didn't really speak. I Mm -hmm. I've only seen like, pictures of them out actually never mind i don't think i've seen video footage of them but they're beautiful girls they Mm -hmm. look just like him and they they seem to look at least pretty well adjusted so uh here's hoping that you know some goodness comes out of all of this this i agree but i think that was an awesome episode thank you (laughs) it was fun dishing with you tonight (laughs) <laughs> definitely i agree now do you have um you know i we don't know it, it'll be a surprise what your next one is but do you have any can you give us a glimpse of some cases that you are wanting to cover just so we totally. can be excited yeah so i definitely want to cover you know the murder of selena that's coming down the pike i want to talk about the ken and barbie killers of canada that's oh, that might yeah, be the I remember next you one telling, talking about that yeah I want to, I don't know. And I also kind of want to dish about like this bowling alley massacre um, that happened in New Mexico. And to my knowledge, it's still unsolved. So I feel like that might be a little fun to, not fun. God, I hate saying that, but like that. Um, Also the Menendez brothers. So that's on my list for sure. 
Jenny Jones. I want to talk about the Jenny Jones murder. Yes. Yeah. Okay, that's uh, a good one. Yeah, there's just so many. There, uh, J.C. Lee Dugard, the kidnapping. Mm-hmm. You know that took place. Oh, that's right. So, all, when did Jean Benet Ramsey happen? In the nineties. It, it was in the nineties, but that is such a complicated. I'm creepily case. smiling. <laughs> you slap me. <laughs> I mean, there's just there's so much that happened in the nineties, and I and I and I definitely you know I want to like talk about them all because man, the nineties yeah. was lit. So, and I think just like with this case, and just like with the Polly Class case, and just like I said in the beginning, you realize how much information we just don't know. And exactly. it gives us a different perspective on things too. And I like cases like the Menendez brothers, like once you hear the full story, you may think differently mm-hmm. about them. You yeah, know, it's yeah. just like the Scott Peterson case, you know, after yes. watching certain things here and certain, yes. hearing certain things, you may think differently. Uh-huh. You know? Cause uh, yeah. So I'm excited to see what's, Coming down the river. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Um, I'm excited, too. And I really hope that you guys enjoyed our conversa- conversation. Convo- conversation. Conversation. I actually like that stuff. Conversation. I like it, too. We're going to, we're going to, what is it? Uh, patent that. <laughs> yes, exactly. I like that. Along with a few other things that, you, you know what? I'm very good about not remembering stuff. And I'll just be like, what was that? Or I'll say things backwards, uh-huh. not how they're supposed to be. But you say things like the word, but it's different. Like, <laughs> like bay. Oh my like you God. Combine things. Yes. When I don't think and I talk too fast, it comes out. Mush. I love it. But it comes out with good, cool words like conversation. A Con- little bit conversation. Okay. <laughs> Who knows? If we use it enough, it might end up in a dictionary somewhere. Ooh. <laughs> or Wikipedia. I love it. No, because I really like that word. I'm just saying. On that note. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, thank you again for talking with me tonight, Neen. I had such a blast and thank oh, you to yes. everyone who's listening and subscribing to our YouTube and following oh. us on Instagram and following us on TikTok. We love you guys so, so yes, much. We do. And um, yeah, Neen, until next time, we're going to catch you on the flip side. I almost forgot what I say. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Peace out, buddy. Thank you for hanging out with us today. We hope you enjoyed our trip back to the 90s. Please follow us on Instagram at Totally90sPodcast and be sure to swing by next week where we will continue the convo. For now, let's K I T.